did you press the record play? Yes, record. it's going. It's recording. <laughs> yes, so, it's recording. Right. What okay. are we doing here? Okay, we're here for Podcast 18. We've got a special guest, Seth Berman, a, uh, a partner at uh, my law firm, Nutter McLennan. And I'm also joined here by... Yeah, Ziad. And... Mark Thurman. Who needs no introduction, and you wouldn't want to hear it anyway. No more introductions. We've done 18 episodes, so if yeah, you yeah, don't know so, who we are, so please Seth, disconnect. Yeah. Yes. So, Seth, tell us a little about yourself. Um, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm apologizing. I'm only invited for the 18th episode. We've had 17 <laughs> yeah, yeah, prior occasions. We tried to get, we tried to get to the others. You wouldn't tell <laughs> right. Yeah. You were supposed to be the lead episode. I guess You're so, in the first 20. <laughs> I, there's something to be said for that. But yeah, I'm glad you, you didn't record one of them. That moved me up one, right? So, <laughs> yeah, well, we could through. change things, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. We, we, can, uh, we can do this with Roman numerals if that makes you feel better. Yeah, yeah, actually, would. if you that look at would. iTunes, it's going to be number one. Because yeah, it's always on the top. Yeah. The, yeah. the latest one is on the, the way top, they so you're number it. one. That's very good, yeah. Yeah, it'll be there for a little while. All right, so uh, I'm uh, Seth Berman, as you said. Yeah. I'm uh, a partner here at Nutter. I'm uh, the lead of the Privacy and Data Security Group. I've spent uh, years working on issues related to all of this, um, security issues. I've spent a lot of time dealing with hacking issues, and uh, I've uh, done some work on and done a lot of research and writing on cryptocurrencies. Um, hey, by the way, he says all of this. What is this episode about, Mark? So we were hoping this episode would be a little bit more about uh, crypto issues, uh, oh, issues, yes, blockchain. Record. Hold on, hold on. I didn't record. Are you kidding me? No, yes. he's joking. He's okay. not funny anymore. He's <laughs> not funny. Because here I was like in the windup, and now it's all so data. Anyway, privacy. So yeah. So blockchain, in particular, we're hearing a lot about blockchain. Yeah. We've done prior podcasts on the notion of blockchain and IoT, and also uh, our sister organization uh, at the MIT Enterprise Forum. We've actually done. Uh, a couple of panels on it, and we'll have future podcasts yep. kind of talking a little bit more on the notion of blockchain and IoT. Is it real? Is it not real? But I think we've been hearing a lot about this notion of blockchain from a cryptocurrency and ICO standpoint. But my thought was to start with, yeah. give us sort of what are the pieces and parts of a cryptocurrency system? Yeah, Seth, actually, just so you know, yeah. Mark is the serious one on the podcast. Yes, we call and him we're the, the funny ones. Though it would scare you. If I haven't seen any evidence of that yet. There you go. My work here is done. <laughs> I would drop the mic, but you get right. mad. <laughs> what are these things? What are these things? Talk so, about whatever you want. Cryptocurrencies are uh, are interesting. I think um, they were uh, uh, at least. I don't think the, literally the first cryptocurrency, but the first famous cryptocurrency was Bitcoin. Um, and uh, Bitcoin invented blockchain essentially by accident um, in Ooh, the sense that really? it, was necessary, it was necessary to create Bitcoin. But I don't think that at the time that it was created, it, the blockchain was thought of as a thing different from Wait a minute. What did um, either, it was either Vladimir Can you remember this? Yeah, I got his name. It's Vladimir Putin. It was his honeypot. But it was that or Satish Namamoto. Yeah, whatever his name was, right. Okay. So Satoshi or Satoshi. Right. It's like a pseudonym for somebody. Right. Putin. Um, it's, it's Putin. It's all just a big honeypot. So wasn't blockchain part of what he deposited on the doorstep in the little bassinet? Right. So when he when he wrote the, the white paper, when he when he wrote the white paper yeah. uh, that described uh, Bitcoin, what made Bitcoin interesting was the creation of blockchain. So I don't mean that it was an accident in the sense like he didn't realize he was creating blockchain, but he was creating blockchain for the purpose of allowing a cryptocurrency. Oh, no I think way. it was only afterwards that people came to think, hey, oh. this blockchain thing might also be useful for lots of things that aren't about cryptocurrency. I got it. So it's I like if you're buying a soft serve for the ice cream, but people, the cone is Don't also you dare has hit a that function. table again. Well, then the, <laughs> the cone has a function and people start selling ice cream cones. 
without focusing on the ice cream. Well, so ice cream it's, a, it's, the the cone, it's the cone, not cone the ice cream. is the blockchain. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ziad grew up in Lebanon, so asking him about ice cream cones is going to be tough. They have ice cream. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's the, the Paris of the Mideast. There is the ice cream. About? Okay. Yes. Hey, so wait a minute. So um, <laughs> By the when... I grew up in Davos. <laughs> <laughs> when did... So what was the evolution from, um, from Bitcoin to, say, Ethereum, which is blockchain-based also? Who was discovering all that? Ooh, I'm not sure I know enough of the history to go into that. But okay. What's the, your guess? Just make something up because it's never stopped us in the past. Especially and also the whole, the whole crypto thing is such a... There's a lot of nonsense happening. So yeah. Well, there's so no you, question about that. You I can think. make some up yourself if you want. Right. Okay, I will. So, I mean, what, what made Bitcoin interesting was that it was the first time that someone really had a good way of being able to transfer value across uh, people without a third-party intermediary um, doing the trusted third-party. Um, which had a few effects, um, one of which is that it allowed people to be anonymous, um, which is in some ways counterintuitive if you think about it for a second, because what the third party intermediary, the bank, usually does is really confirm that the two parties are who they say or they who are. They are. Yeah. So not only did the blockchain or Bitcoin uh, allow you to skip the uh, the third party intermediary confirming everyone, it also figured out a way to allow each party to actually obscure who they are in this transaction. So not only is there no one saying that you are who you say you are, the two parties don't actually know who each other are. Was that Vladimir Putin's, I mean, um, <laughs> Namamoto's goal? Or? <laughs> I think it was one of his goals, yeah. Okay. Oh, so, so not only you don't need the middle party to confirm who each person is, but did you'd, you'd, you could receive money from someone without knowing who that person is. Correct. And without ever being able to know who that person is. Correct. And, um, and then there's no way. So, the, uh, so you the can't trace it. You can't trace it. So wait a minute. Or, or so it's weird because you can trace it, but what it traces to is an anonymous number. Oh, so, so let's, go, let's go to that. So and that's the blockchain. That's the, so the, the that's, immutable ledger. And, and that's, I can right. already see the first application. Yeah, yeah, yeah but wait a minute. Drug dealing. It's, it's drug dealing. <laughs> it's kidnapping. It's <laughs> ransom. Yeah. It really is. Right. How, if that's true, if, if, if things are anonymous, um, I guess what, the, the way to say it is they can be anonymous, but if you then tie those random numbers or whatever they are, those keys. The Bitcoin wallets, right. If you tie those numbers to a contract or a person, because you don't want things always to be anonymous. If I want to track where coffee beans came from, correct. how do you then convert blockchain? What do you do to add to blockchain so it now becomes what I assume is more, or understand to be more Ethereum slash contract slash smart contract um, product tracking oriented? What right. do you need to do? So the blockchain itself is this immutable ledger. And the immutable ledger does uh, include sort of who's in the who's parties to the transaction. What Bitcoin does that's maybe a step beyond that is that the the parties are not listed by their real names. The parties are listed by this you know an, an, an alias, a alias code. right yeah. a random code, and you can and keep the, changing your random codes. So if you want to be known, that's fine. You could tell everyone in the world what your random code is. But Pete's coffee, for right. example. But if you don't want to be known, every time you do a transaction, you could change what your random code is. So, it could be a one-off thing. So if I'm a drug dealer, for example, and I don't necessarily want people to know who I am, it's very easy for me to do that and then transfer the money out of my wallet to a series of other wallets without it really, while well, you'll know that it went from this wallet to that wallet to that other wallet, if you don't know who owns those wallets. So I, I just, on my way in, only at stop signs or at stop lights, I signed up for Coinbase. And I had previously, as did Mark, um, used uh, I, I, it's Square's Cash App, and in both cases to buy Bitcoin. 
Right. Um, actually, I bought some Ethereum and Bitcoin Cash, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I did not, nobody asked me, nor did I try to change my identity. Were those transactions essentially anonymous or were they not? So probably those transactions, I'm guessing, are not anonymous, okay. right? Because the transaction you were having was between Square and, and um, Coinbase, did you say? Uh, no, in one case it was between Coinbase and however they get it. But they know who you are. Square already knows who you yeah, are. Yeah, right. Right. So that part's not anonymous. Yeah. What would be anonymous is that if you then use those, would you buy Bitcoin? or? Uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and Ethereum. Okay, well, let's take Bitcoin as an example. Like if you that. use that Bitcoin to then purchase something, as opposed to just holding it yeah. as a store of value, but you're actually going to buy something with it, Right. If you then want to spend that money, who you spend that money with, they won't know who you are. How does, so is that not trackable? Because this actually must relate to stuff you did in your, not prior life, but the extension of your prior life, which is here at Nutter. Um, how, if I go and use that $10, I, by the way, put in $10 since now up to $10.83. So I've been a oh, big, well big win. Nice. I'm um, at 13 bucks because I bought, <laughs> yeah, I remember, bought later, I bought a week later. Yeah. I'm at like $13.80 yeah. right now. Nice. So if I use that, how do, as a practical matter, would I use that uh, $10 off, off my cash app? I mean, I don't want to get you into the gory you, details, you but how do I make this anonymous? It, right? Yeah, well, how do you make you this can anonymous? Move, you, can, you can move it to a wallet, and then from that wallet, you can make a purchase, and no one would know. And no one will know. You can Inherently. set as many wallets as you want. Right, and you can move it from wallet to wallet, and you split it up so that it oh. becomes unclear. Remember, some of these transactions could be between you and yourself between okay. wallet one and wallet two, and then you move that to wallet three, you do enough of those, it becomes very hard to trace. So, so, so that's no a question to, if I'm a kid or a mm. very old- You are, you're an old or kid, an older per, Or someone who has not, does not understand technology, could you explain to me blockchain in the simplest possible terms? Oh yeah, this is a challenge, by the way. This yeah, is like one of those Alan Alda challenges, remember those? No, because yeah. All, yeah. everywhere you go, it <laughs> seems that there are no experts in the field, there are less confused people. <laughs> and and it's distributed immutable ledger. It's uh, uh, and is there a simpler way to describe it? Um, I don't know. I'll give it a try. Good. Um, I may be one of the only slightly less confused people, though. So I don't know if I'm uh, the right person to answer. Yeah. But the uh, uh, I think that a cryptocurrency essentially is a uh, a unit of value which exists in the form of uh, a digital piece of code, right? Which in some ways is not different actually when you start with what's in your bank, which is also essentially a yeah, form of and code. Yeah, a right? number or a code, right. yeah. So, um, and, uh, and that, that, uh, that, that store of value is recorded um, on, think of it as a database. But unlike most databases, this database is split up across many different people, each of whom have a copy of it. And the way you keep track of who owns what is that each of those units of value, each of the coins as we call them, um, is assigned to someone in this database. And whoever assigns it, has it, is allowed to assign it to someone else. And so that, uh, that coin moves from person to person, or in this case, from wallet to wallet on that, uh, that uh, database. So does the, and that's, is, and that's is, the blockchain. Is, is the that's coin, the so hold on. So wait, there's, wait, wait, there's wait, no, wait. Yeah, there's no I have a question database. related yeah, yeah. to this before yeah, yeah. we go. When you assign it to those multiple people, that's what mining was for Bitcoin, correct? So all this computing power for... That's the creation no, of the money. That's the creation of the money. Once a coin... Creation, but right. also transactions... Correct. Uh, processing. Correct. So there's two parts to it. So the first is you're asking what the Bitcoin is. So the Bitcoin is this coin that exists on the blockchain, which is this database. And the blockchain, uh, once on the blockchain, a coin can be moved from one wallet to another wallet. And that's how you move the value in the same way that in the real world we would take a dollar bill and move it from my wallet to Dave's so wallet. So does the, does the, um, 
let's see, the in the database, which is distributed, so there's not a central database, there's a distributed database. Correct. And by the way, is there a copy of the blockchain at each or at a lot of the nodes, or is it truly distributed in, in that there are portions that simply aren't duplicated anywhere else, or at least it, not everywhere else? So I think the way it's supposed to work is that each of the nodes has essentially a copy of the blockchain. The whole, the whole, okay. the whole, the so, whole blockchain. So it's not so much distributed as, as in there's multiple, multiple redundant copies. Correct. That's what the distributed part is, is that multiple copies exist in multiple places. And the way you make sure that each of these copies are the same is that uh, it works in two ways. So one is each time a block is added to the blockchain, um, that block uh, essentially gets a digital, digital signature of the block that came before. So the first part of each block is um, I'm attaching to that other block that looked exactly like this, right? So now if you change the, the block, you're going to change also that code, which says I'm attached to that block over there. And thus, each uh, link confirms the prior link, and any change in the link breaks that confirmation. So why does this not, and indeed it sounds like it does, why does this not create a computing or a networking nightmare? Because as this blockchain grows, yes, and the answer that, is it does. That's one of the issues. But this seems absolutely ridiculous in like some to ways. To download one blockchain, I heard uh, for one thing, it takes seven days. Right. Is that correct? Right. And oh, I, if I you think initially load your database. Correct, because if you're going to become a new node, you have to get all of the prior right, blocks. But, but how many chain. transactions take place a day? Because it's still got to take a long time to download this crap. I mean, right, and that's one of the problems with Bitcoin right now, that transactions supposedly take on the order of you know yeah, hours. Hours, or, or even if it takes minutes. The reality is, think of how long it takes for your Visa transaction to go through. It's yeah, essentially isn't like Visa's like 20 some odd per second. Yeah, Visa this does is like 56,000 per second. Yeah, there's some. Right. Bitcoin, it's, it's seven. Like, yeah. So right. what was Vladimir Putin, or, uh, Putin thinking when he came up with the notion that it's not a distributed database, but it's a multi-copy database in which every transaction that occurs everywhere on the globe gets distributed back over everywhere on the yeah, globe. Yeah, which means, isn't it, like there's no nightmare. central database or there central isn't. bank. It's right. distributed. So everybody has a copy of this it. This is so. insane. Right. But so I think that, the, why is this so exciting? Because the advantage of it is that the way... Um, to, to take this out of the world of cryptocurrencies and yeah. into the world of security, yes. right? the problem with the centralized database is that if one person controls the database, the, the governing entity. that person or someone who's acting as that person, like Could a hacker, yep. can change the database, right? Well, so once you only have one copy of something... Somebody trustworthy like Michael Cohen, that would be fine. Right, exactly. As long as you have Michael Cohen, but, but yeah. maybe you or don't, Putin. you know? Or Putin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But once, once you have... Uh, could be someone pretending Mark, to be Michael Mark's Cohen. Afraid or he's going to hand him a white powder on his doorknob tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so let's jump into, so now we have blockchain, we have uh, crypto. So let's move crypto aside and go back to blockchain. So now blockchain is becoming this super duper... Uh, a technology it's that a, everybody like it's now it's an item on the hype curve now everybody oh, yeah, wants yeah. to blockchain yeah. their business from right. coffee beans to With, diamonds without even knowing what it means we were wondering if we put mark, mark on the blockchain he would disappear <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, so he'd be, be instantly oh, uh, recreated everywhere be worse. immutable yeah so oh, are you from a privacy <laughs> and data security standpoint very excited about blockchain and less yeah, about it cryptocurrency gives it, it gives him work um very excited is not the word I'd use. I'm moderately excited. He's just not an excited. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that excitable. I mean, the yeah. whole um, world is going nuts, and you're yeah. moderately excited. I'm only moderately excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this, but this I would contend that this is just the latest craze, technology, you know, hype curve uh, craze. Really? Uh, AR, VR, IoT, and I'm an IoT dude. Now, you know, it's blockchain, Bitcoin. 
This is just the let's, latest let's thing. See in, in my yes. fear. So I actually, yeah. do you That's agree exactly with him? Why I, I say, disagree with right. him 100%. What do you think? So I think I'm between you two, which is why I'm saying I'm moderately excited, moderately. but not super excited. I think that blockchain is a really interesting concept. Yes, and I, I think do. that blockchain will, in fact, change the way that many Agreed. different types of business transactions are done, right? However, I'm not convinced that blockchain is quite as large as some people are making it out to be. Um, in some ways, I think I will be surprised if 20 years from now we don't start treating blockchain the way we treat the internet, which is to say it's a thing that's out there that lots of things happen on. It's a without which, Right, without which we probably yeah. couldn't function. It'll be the dark blockchain right. where all the bad <laughs> I'm transactions sure there'll be take place. Blockchain is the dark blockchain. Yeah. yeah. Fundamentally, and I think you know you won't think of companies on the internet no longer call themselves internet companies, right? That's just weird. Every company's on the internet, right? And I think that will be true of blockchain too, like the Long Island blockchain company. It won't make sense once everyone's a blockchain company. Right. There'd be no sense calling yourself. That. I would propose yeah. that since this is failure of the podcast, can you give us some of the failure modes of blockchain and or businesses that are on the blockchain stories? Yeah. You know, I think one of the problems to get back to um, to get back to Bitcoin for a yeah. minute. So yeah. Bitcoin was created with this this concept, and the motivating force, probably, since we don't exactly know who created it, it's hard to know. But the motivating we force have a guest here yes. in this room. <laughs> one person in this room has. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how, how, how accurate that guess is. I have no idea. But the um, <laughs> the interesting thing is that um, it was created, I think, as mostly a libertarian dream, in part growing out of the fact that in 2008, which is around the time that it came into existence, you know the. Markets around the world were collapsing. There was this sense that central banks were not able to sort of control right. what was going on in the world. And therefore, the what became known derisively as fiat currencies, which is basically currencies, normal we're, currencies. We're going the way of the fiat. Yeah, we're going. We're just going to disappear going Dude, the way of the fiat. You're not I laughing, like Mark. You're not laughing. Are, you fiat, are you talking fiat, about the car? Yeah. Fiat is doing very well. Yeah, fiat is doing very well. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Fiat Chrysler, FCA. That's oh, maybe it's the Skoda or the... Uh, that's a, uh, Skoda's doing well, too. What are you talking about? You totally <laughs> it's not here, but you can it's get it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Keep so, going. Keep going. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, we, yes. We interrupt. So here. fiat currencies, you know, the idea was that they were, they were worthless and you couldn't trust government's words. And why would you possibly want to buy a fiat currency when you could have this other store of value? And that other store of value was going to be, you know, a Bitcoin or whatever right. other cryptocurrency was going to be. So... That was part of it. And then, of course, it also had the advantage that it was untraceable. So, you know, also going around, along at that same time was fears about government surveillance, and Bitcoin seemed like a way out of government surveillance. Right. right? And it's, so it kind of fit into this moment where libertarianism was having its, its moment, and lots of people were sort of buying into it. And so that was some of the early people. But the truth is, other than people buying it for the purpose of thinking it would someday be worth a lot of money, so as a store of value and investment. Right. The actual use of Bitcoin is almost entirely confined to people who are doing something illegal. Um, oh, what, you got any percentages for us? Except for David's $10. Yeah, my $10 is Mark's pretty cool. Well, but even your $10 is being used as speculation, right? Oh. Have you ever tried to buy anything with it? No. Maybe that should be your next step. <laughs> no. Right. I mean, when That's it first started. That's why we started, only put 10 bucks in. Yeah, right. <laughs> when, it first, when it first started, I think there were, you know, people were saying, oh, pizza shops are going to have this. And there were a few that yeah, experimented yeah, yeah. with it. Yeah. But that has completely failed. And it's failed right. for a few reasons. One of which is the, the speed of the transaction. It's just right. not fast enough. You buy a slice actually, of pizza and you're waiting. Right. You it's finish just, the pizza. You have to wait till it's ago. cold. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one problem. But a second problem is, <laughs> so far, Bitcoin's value and all cryptocurrencies' values have been so wildly inconsistent that it's swung up and down so much. Yeah. You couldn't possibly use it as an actual currency. Here's a Bitcoin. By the time you get it, it's... 
Right. It could yeah. be worth four times more or four times or four less, times right? Less. So, you know, it, you're sort of, it's, it's almost akin to what happened in Germany pre-war, right? Where people had like, you know, wheelbarrows full of money. Like at one point, you'd need a wheelbarrow equivalent full of Bitcoin. And a minute later, you'd need Except unlike, half a Bitcoin. Unlike Bitcoin, that wheelbarrow was never then full, worth a billion dollars. Right, exactly. Worth, that was the difference. For a brief period of but time, it was. like it was. in India well, we a couple know. years ago when they exchanged... Um, little bills for big bills, right? And all those wheelbarrows yeah, yeah. became, so became thousand liras in Italy, or so. What did you? How do you just about the same time that Bitcoin um, arose? Level up. Remember Level Up? I think they're still around. Yeah. Why did Level Up, which is fundamentally different? So Level Up, as I understand it, is simply a um, a direct. It's a credit card replacement that was that required a point of sale terminal at every retail location and it was just a credit card replacement why did it do well I don't, I don't know if these are the same or not but they did come up at the same time one has done phenomenally well but in some ways is the worst arguably the worst of the two you know I think one the thing worst. about Bitcoin okay. is that I think it's not um, it's not totally fair to look at it and say it's done fabulously well Bitcoin has had huge ups and downs over the years right at this moment, or certainly six months ago, one would say Bitcoin was doing fabulously well. Um, I think there was, it went through a huge boom and bust cycle between this last boom and bust cycle and now. But the flip side is, is, is it 9,000-ish or 8,500-ish now, whatever that means, but it must have come out at zero-ish. Right. So Well, I was mining Bitcoins and it was 500, it went up to 1,000, it went back to 500 and people were scared. But um, my point is, if you took the little slider on your, your scale and went, went back nine years, you'd see that it was on a generally upward rise. But I, I think that that's only clear in retrospect. I think that if you look at it, what it actually looked like was, uh, you know, like an EKG. It was bouncing all around, up and down, up yeah, and down. Right. So yes, in retrospect, now we see that, you know, the the scale looks like it's heading upwards. But it hasn't always been obvious that it's heading upwards. And I don't think it's obvious now that it will always head upwards. It could easily collapse down to nothing. So in failure modes. It's to supply get back and in, demand. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's if people are going to keep buying it, but so is it here to stay? The Is cryptocurrency here to stay? I think that's a, that's that's an awesome question. My guess is... That's the eight Bitcoin question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on what day, though? On what day? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my guess is that something like uh, cryptocurrencies will be here to stay. But, okay. but I think it's also clear that the number of cryptocurrencies in the world today is totally unsustainable. <laughs> and new ones are being created all the time. Right? There are more cryptocurrencies than there are, quote unquote, fiat currencies. Can nowadays. you get back to my failure question? Are there f some fun failure modes that you can talk about? Or is that too difficult? Um, well, I think that the big failure modes um, of cryptocurrency so far have mostly come from some of the things that seemed attractive about it. So, you know, for the example, the speculative, speculative nature, right? The ICO stuff? Yeah. No, anything. like Silk Road. No, not just that. <coughs> it's the perfect thing to steal. Right. Right. So, you know, a lot of my work is in, in dealing with hacking. So, you know, a hacker's job, unless you're in the spy business, the average hacker, what they want to do is they want to take something of value. Right? And then ultimately, most of them want to make money, so they want to turn that thing they stole into money. So Bitcoin, in some ways, is the perfect thing to steal because it is money. And you don't have to convert it into anything. It can be worth a lot, especially if you get it for free. And you know, it's, uh, it's not traceable. Is that and it's what not the, changeable. Was that the, the uh, what was it, Mount Glock? Yeah. So, the, so what was Mount that Gox. all about? Yeah, what was that all about? So that was a, you know, a, a currency exchange, and somebody realized you could hack in there and just take it. Was it Bitcoin, or was it something else at the time? I think it was, uh, I think that was Bitcoin. So how did they, how? Uh, 
And ah, some of them were so huge. Yeah, some, of these, some of these uh, thefts amounted to, uh, I, I think it was either Mount Gox, or there was another one, that yeah. amounted to something like a sixth of all the currency then in so existence. So how did that happen? It'd be like stealing a trillion dollars. Wow. How did it happen, and why isn't it happening constantly now, or is it? Well, there's, what was it, two weeks ago, Atlanta? Yeah. city of Atlanta is being held uh, oh, hostage. hostage, essentially, uh, for... Some number of Bitcoin, it's right. a ransom thing. I, I'm not sure if they unlocked it So that's it the ransomware. So that's the ransomware, which is a that's slightly different thing, right? right? Yeah. Which is that crypt, uh, cryptocurrencies have also become the way to essentially extort people. Right. Because right? you can't trace. So they, they lock down your computer and say, pay me in Bitcoins. Right. And whereas, you know, like in the old days of... Uh, of, right, uh, throw, throw an un, a bag of unmarked cash. Right, exactly, and like it was likely that that was going to get caught, and you'd have right. to do the exchange yeah, in some way. Exploded in purple, and you can't. But that's why government. So exactly. So our government's going to crack down ultimately on this whole cryptocurrency because it's untraceable, it's, uh, it's untaxable. That's right. It's on everything. Uh, I suspect the answer to that is yes, and we know that some governments have tried. Governments have taken wildly different positions towards this, even governments who normally are more aligned. So, for example, South Korea has really frowned on cryptocurrencies and, um, and started uh, taking steps to essentially make it impossible to anonymously hold cryptocurrencies. Or and maybe not it, impossible, made it illegal. And is taxation the real issue? Is, the, is, it, is it, I mean, coming down to the, the sort of the bigger picture questions, why do governments care? Right. It's a combination of taxation. For some governments, um, it is an issue about um, uh, illegal use of funds, right? So all the stuff that we usually want to prevent money laundering, cryptocurrency is the ideal money laundering instrument. Right? And then, then for some countries, not, not generally Western countries, but for other countries that have currency controls, like China, right? They don't want it allows you to sidestep the currency controls. Your, your bitcoins don't exist in China. So leaving aside currency controls, but focusing on um, money laundering and taxation, is cryptocurrency anything any different than cash? It is in part because it is so much more uh, movable. Uh, movable, tenable. Right. But isn't it Otherwise so you do need every barrels. technology, if you look back at the, the, the inception of the internet, of the web browsers, it always seems to start with bad things, like, uh, 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 let's call it bad pictures that people would download. Wait a minute. The, the new applications of technology? Yeah, yeah. It or, always or starts, it starts with, with a bad podcast called with bad podcast podcast or, 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 or <laughs> bad people exchanging uh, uh, terrorists, exchanging uh, uh, cryptic messages. And, and then it, it went into mainstream. Well, you're so saying like the Internet started with porn. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say in a polite way. CNN and Fox News. That's what I was trying. Yes, and so maybe now it's it's we're at that wave where uh, it's been used by all the drug dealers. Well, the, the internet and, yeah. started started in an academic environment. No, well, no, so but then it no, went no, to no, porn. But after, after that, that went and then the only people that were making so, money yeah, in so the mid '90s. Hey, so Seth, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think that that's probably true in some sense, but it's not clear to me that the current currencies are the ones that will come out of oh, that. That's yes, right. That's yes. true. So if you ask me, should I invest in Bitcoin? I'm skeptical that Bitcoin itself will still exist in ten years, right? Whether there will be some kind of cryptocurrency or something yeah. that looks sort of like a cryptocurrency, I think there probably will be. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point some central bank comes out with something that yeah, looks a lot like some a government and say. We have our own. So, like the EU would say, here's the EU version of, of crypto. Right, here's a crypto euro, right? Here's and you can use euro. you can use the crypto euro, and you can trade it in all the ways and save a lot of the um, the transaction fees that come with moving money. But you know, we're still going to care about knowing your customer. We're still going to care about money laundering. Would you say the same thing about blockchain? 
In other words, there will be blockchain something... Blockchain is... Bitcoin is an application of blockchain. No, no, I got block, that. But blockchain, but blockchain guess, to right? me sounds like it's, on the one hand, um, useful because it can be can and should be checked by a bunch of nodes constantly. On the other hand, it seems to require massive uh, network, if not, I'm assuming, distributed uh, consumer resources. Uh, I mean, well, mining does. Power resources. So blockchain is sounds like a specific technology. How's your feeling to the extent you can prognosticate about something blockchain or blockchain itself being around 10 and 15 years from now? Or will it be replaced by something more efficient? I think that blockchain of some sort will definitely be around in, in 10 years. And I think that blockchain, if you can invest in an idea as opposed to the applications of that idea, I would definitely say blockchain is on the up and up. You should invest in that idea. I'm not sure it's as revolutionary as its biggest backers think, but I think it is certainly a big advance. Um, I'm not sure that every one of them is going to look like, in fact, I'm sure they won't look like the way Bitcoin does with thousands and thousands of independent nodes, all of whom you know, are, are mining it for money. I think there are other ways of setting up blockchains. There's talk of private blockchains, blockchains. You know, so you can imagine, for example, um, a, a large group of banks deciding to share a blockchain. So right. there might be 50 right. banks that share it, right? And by sharing the blockchain, and it makes it a lot easier for certain transactions to go through. It makes it easier for regulators to see what's going on in the bank. It makes it easier for bank mergers because they're using the same books, right? So that blockchain is distributed and each of the banks has access to all of it, but there aren't thousands and thousands of nodes. There are you know, hundreds but, of nodes. So I almost hear you saying, um, but the flip side of that would be to have, instead of a distributed blockchain, to have... Uh, a centralized blockchain with with uh, sort of it's open private, open source private no, 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 blockchain, no, no, not centralized but have an open uh, a, blo a blockchain that's centralized so it decreases say network traffic and have uh, all these nodes constantly pinging the central uh, the no, central node there's still not a centralized blockchain it's no, still there, decentralized there is but I'm just I'm just trying to get rid of that piece of it which is can you centralize the blockchain because if you centralize a blockchain you're it's just a database you're, yeah. you're, it's a yeah, database you're, just, you're, it's the antithesis of itself I will so I guess what I'm getting again, there's something about blockchain an and open source that relate to one another correct? I get called that a lot blockchain <laughs> and open source are, this, are uh, ideas that, that, that post-dated one another by what 10, 20 years right, I think there is, is there a relationship between the two ideas yes so, so I have a not a final question. Oh, no, I don't know. I have a final done. question. No, final. Your final no, no, question. no, 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 we're no, we're no, not final. allowed to do final questions. No. So we're I have not? a question no. that happens to be toward the end of the podcast. We're, we're thinking uh, if we record if it. If someone owns more than fifty percent of the blockchain, they Rumble. can control it. Is that what that, does that mean? That is correct because the blockchain, the way the blockchain makes sure that all these separate nodes make sure that the version of the blockchain they have is accurate, is that they all sort of check in with each other and vote on it. So everyone says, oh yes, yours looks like mine, yours so looks like vote. mine. And if 51% of them agree, that's the one that controls, uh, right? And if there's 3% that are different, right, which is going to happen because even in the computer world, things get changed, whatever. Well, I remember whatever. Cambridge Blockchain was out. The company, we'll, get, we'll wrap this up, but the Cambridge yeah. Blockchain was a, one of the early companies around here. I think they're doing okay now. But it seemed to me they were proposing use of blockchain in transactions that involved only three or four parties at most. That's very, a different, that's a different no, no, issue. No, no, but that's a different issue. That's three banks, but they could have a thousand nodes. So part, part, part of this is hmm. that the technology doesn't allow it to synchronize uh, fast enough so that the 51% situation you know, would occur. So in other words, 51% could check in and say, yes, this is the right thing, but the other guys are still trying to synchronize in the background. Yeah. So a, a lot of this is because the technology is not right. contemporary enough in a sense. So but one, one, the, I asked that it's question at the panel, and one of the less confused people said, 
it's it cannot occur like you have the same chance of getting hit by lightning then then one entity or one very small group controlling the blockchain if the blockchain is big enough that's if true. it's big enough okay right. that's that's my that Cambridge blockchain issue of, and, and the, the the panel we did at, at MIT on blockchain and IoT the you know it was a pro con the con uh, cited some uh, research done at uh, University of Oxford in England around you know, how you can overwhelm the blockchain right. and uh, essentially create a, a, almost a governing authority for a, um, which is sort of the 51%. So well, and the other thing I would say about it is that the, the history of people declaring that some new technology is essentially um, unbreakable is uh, like a, the long, Titanic. That's a long history of that's, failure, right? Yeah. That, that's why you have a job. Right. Uh, so one should be deeply skeptical of claims that the blockchain is some technology so great that there's no way or that, you know, it's like it's no more than being hit by lightning. So Darn, like one thing we should remember is people do get hit by lightning. So let's yes. start with that. Even yeah. if it's as likely as getting hit by lightning, <laughs> yes. that doesn't mean it never happens. And second of all, we wildly overestimated every time in the past, and I'm sure we have now. You know why it's we, we were underestimating its uh, its failure rate. I have a simple closure. Thank you. Time's up. I like it. Thank you. Time's up. Yeah. Thank you. And this is the first of many discussions on this topic. That's you had to get the last multiple one discussions, and I have the last one. Thank you.